five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to another episode of the Ready, Set, Poem podcast, your premier podcast covering both the Toronto Defiant and Vancouver Titans. I'm Chris Adelaide Force, joined virtually as always by Omni at Omni Strength and Jordan Etzer, Dr. Jam, host of the Moon Man Watchpoint podcast. Welcome, gentlemen. You always say you're joined virtually, like, but, but people who just listen, do they know? Like, if you told them that we were recording together out of the room or studio, they, they can't really tell, I think, right? No, they probably couldn't. Um, well, maybe we are. It's, it's, it's somewhat of a transition that got built into my intro from the days of me recording my uh, Vancouver Canucks podcast. Cause we actually, uh-huh. we recorded together in a uh, studio that's set up in the Vancouver Public Library main branch. Mm. Um, I can't remember cool. what the title of it was. It was like a such and such center. And they had like um, audio recording, video recording, like full studio setup. You had to book it. It was that's hell sick. trying to book. But we did that together. This show has been virtual from the get-go. Like it was just easy for you, me, and Sam to record via our computers, being nerds and all. Yeah. And then when pandemic hit, everything went virtual. But I think because of that Canucks transition, I had to introduce the virtual concept, and it stuck with RSB. That's what we talk about when there's like a, a lack of news. I mean. We we should we we need to get owl back. I I think with owl it seems like when there's downtime we only get bad news for some reason. You know, I was actually thinking, wow, thank goodness there isn't more bad news this week. <laughs> Don't jinx it. I know it's yeah. the week is still early. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. It, the week is still early. It was a holiday yesterday for uh, most of us Canadians and a holiday today for uh, mm, most Americans. So right. now. You know, tomorrow is business time. Well, I mean, just to clear clear this up, the holiday for us was actually on Saturday. So those of us well, who yes. get the day in lieu had it yesterday. And, True. Know, that is what I throw. That, that is there. what I meant. Don't want to confuse these people who don't understand that Canada Day is July one. That's true. That's true. Whereas Not today, July fourth is Freedom and Fireworks Day. Very true. Very true. It is American day. day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, not a whole lot's going on uh, with the two teams that we cover. Uh, in fact, there's not a whole lot going on with the league, which I think Omni kind of pointed out is actually good news the way things have been going. But, yeah, we do need Owl to get back. So uh, this will be a 10-minute episode. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, let's start uh, looking at that payload. Moving the payload. Join me. Notice how I said looking at the payload as opposed to pushing it, because honest to goodness, there isn't a payload present. <laughs> I don't know if it was a bug or what, but like, what's going on with the Titans and the Defiant these days? Having a clue. I was about to ask why we were just looking at it, but hey, if if we want to just ogle it, I guess, from afar. Yeah, I, I play Genji, so at best, I'm just looking at the payload. Um, look back and it's nowhere to be found. Oh, yeah. Look like, forward that's and it's... not my job. I'm sorry. I'm... No. He's just out there spamming the I need healing. I should yeah. have known. Yeah. Oh, I, I like spamming that. You need healing line. That's oh, that's one. that is a good line. <laughs> yeah, that's my uh, that's my default. You need healing. You need healing. Um, oh, and Merry Christmas is my second favorite. <laughs> and they sing. And they sing. I, you know, okay. Speaking, we're completely off the rails here because there is no payload. 
have you noticed that in spawn rooms now, the second to last patch allowed for you to spam the hell out of voice lines without getting time out? I did not. No, I oh, my goodness. That either. <laughs> in, until those those doors open or until the wow. round starts, you can just be like, Andy, 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 Andy. Are you Andy, serious? Andy. That's huge. Yeah. I think then, Overwatch uh, is saved. And then it you when you spam in game, it'll allow you to continue to spam, but it'll eventually <laughs> mute you. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. the mutes will pro- get progressively worse. Oh, but like, you know, uh, earlier today I had someone offering me a croissant nonstop. Oh, that's a good one too. <laughs> Whose line is that? Uh, I think it's it's. I want to say it's Widow, but then it was a Sojourn that was in there too. I don't recall their mm. you know, anyhow. Um, I'm when I'm playing Ash, it's like. Uh, cold like a wit, cold like a wit, cold like a wit, cold like a burner, like burn it down. Like, you know. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah. Look at that. You learn something. Maybe our listeners oh, yeah. will learn something. Um, yeah, the Defiant exists. The Vancouver Titans exist. There are rumors as to who the Titans will be announcing shortly to fill the hole uh, that was created by their former DBS player. Um, we don't deal with rumors here on the show anymore, but uh, it is easy enough to find uh, who it might be. And if uh, this person is not joining the Vancouver Titans, they're providing some solid bait on the bird <laughs> yeah. site. That'd be good. Nice, nice misdirection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's not me in case like, people are wondering. Well, if it was, would you come out and say it before you had the official announcement? <sighs> Perhaps, perhaps, like it's it's kind of a red herring at this point. So, hmm. um, not Titans related, but apparently the Seattle Surge will be finding their way to Vancouver in the Call of Duty League next year. I thought that mm. was a rumor, and you just said we don't talk about rumors about the Overwatch League. But <laughs> oh, Call of Duty nice. League, man. oh, that's a good one, though. Let's, let's bring Great out all the dodge teams. there, like the like Neo from the Matrix. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I have a five D chessboard. Just thought of so you can't <laughs> yeah. see it. Uh, anywho, uh, that's enough of the payload. Uh, we've stared at it long enough. Uh, let's dive into the fray. So as we sort of said on the last episode, there would be further changes among some of the teams, um, some of which we had sort of thought would occur because of rumors. But again, we don't rumor monger about the Overwatch League. Uh, but the biggest rumor uh, was was that uh, Dante uh, was released by the Los Angeles Gladiators. Uh, and, we would and discuss this if, and, if we were, you know, doing it, but. Well, we can talk about this because the Glads have replaced him with Marvel. Now, how did Dante learn that he was likely going to lose his job? Because of the rumors on Twitter. Um, He started seeing quite a few uh, fires, so to speak, and presumed, well, hey, if Marvel's come in, I guess I'm going out, Hmm. which is unfortunate. But uh, Dante has officially also retired from uh, the 
Overwatch League scene. I would say wow. competitive, but he has suggested he's going to look at the collegiate path, which I think is a competitive stream. Um, yeah. But one of the things that I like about Dante, and it's a shame that he's not going to be involved in the league, is he's another sort of young man who does seem to have a a well placed sort of head on his shoulders. Like he he is he is intelligent. Um, he sees a bigger picture. He sees a, a vision that's beyond like what's in front of them. And, uh, I think it, it, you know, players like him, um, when they leave, um, set the scene back somewhat. And that's not on Dante. Mm. I think teams in the league need to do better at supporting, you know, players such as him. I mean, there are others that we could go down the list and, and talk about. And if you've been listening to RSP, we've talked about them, uh, on the show, like Jake's one, I think a stand up and it's good to see that he's still in the scene. Oh yeah. He's great. He's great. at Everything he does in my opinion, like, um, I don't know if, uh, Dante is, is, uh, the right kind of guy to bring on the table. I'm sure he has a lot of expertise, you know, and, and more power to him. I mean, collegiate is a nice path for a lot of, uh, players, right? They, they actually, you know, you can do, get your education done while you're playing yeah. the game you love. And, uh, it, it's, it's a great opportunity. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I was talking to a um, young sort of acquaintance of mine um, who has the opportunity to take, you know, sports scholarships mm. into post-secondary, obviously. And it's like, well, I don't know if I should go the collegiate path because, I you know, I aspire to go pro. And I'm like, hey, who am I to tell you what one way or the other? But one of the benefits of going into the collegiate stream is that education. And while you could give it a, you know, a try in the professional side, you have to sort of understand that you should probably have a plan that says, Hey, if it doesn't work out by here, I might elect to go into the educational side, but also understand that the scholarships may also then disappear. So it is, it is a trade-off and I'm, I'm a firm believer of getting your education. Like anytime I hear, um, you know, in meet sports or, or anything where someone says, Hey, I'm, I'm going to get my education first. That's my priority. And then I might go professional. Yeah. To me, that is a smarter play. I understand that you give up money and you take a lot of risk from the, you know, let's say you get injured or something, but an education isn't fleeting. Yeah. It's expensive too. So scholarships are, mm -hmm. are a good, good thing. Yeah. Even more so in the United States. Ooh. That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, the, the, um, the Dante factor that you touched on there is certainly a bit of a shame because you're right. The league has, a, I think, a problem with a bit of a problem with that sort of, I don't even know what to call it, talent retention type thing where, you know, just because a player's done their maybe professional career, um, it seems like they, they lose a lot of them entirely. You're right. Jake mm -hmm. is a good one who, who stuck around, obviously Custa as well, but there's only so many positions well, you can fill where you're putting them directly right. into you know, league operations, but you know, like, like super is someone who they, they, the league could have, uh, maybe not even the league, but the game itself could have put him on something of a pedestal and, you know, make some deal with him where he streams overwatch a couple times a week or something like that to bring eyes to the game. Like you look at yeah. call of duty, there are tons of call of duty streamers out there. There's tons of Warzone streamers out there. You know, you look at, um, Valorant as well. It's the same, right? It's not, strictly well, there, the esport but there are overwatch 
streamers. Oh yeah, I mean there are quite a few professional streamers in the scene. But I hear what you're saying with someone like Super. Um, But for me, it's more about having the role model. This the person that you can sort of these young kids are getting into it can look Mm to. Uh, McGravy is another uh, young man who, honest to goodness, is ashamed he's not as more involved because he understands what it was to be in the position that he had and yet is still very well spoken supportive and inclusive and i think that that's what the league needs to to find ways to to elevate because you know there's so much toxicity there's so much um i mean we still see it misogyny with the, mm-hmm. the context mm-hmm. of the league i i i feel that they need to do a better job at elevating some of these young men who excel in that space and and lean on them to help sort of bring up those uh, behind them for sure yeah yeah and, and that's that's a good point too he is someone who's seemingly you know presents himself well and and isn't making some terrible decisions and saying terrible things um on the internet like so many do but, yeah and i part of me is like that we know of because yeah and, and that, i don't i don't mean that in the negative sense yeah. for those individuals it's just it's at each time we think hey we finally yeah. turned a corner Oh, look what's there. Yeah, well, and I mean, yeah, not to speak of recent events, but I don't think anyone who didn't know, I don't think would have suggested that um, someone on the Vancouver Titans was in that boat. But uh, yeah, then they were, and now they're not on the Vancouver Titans. So no. Um, other changes that have happened since our last show, Hongjo Spark have added Pineapple, and uh, the Boston Uprising have cut Striker. Um Pineapple was with Hangzhou last season, was he not? He, yeah, he he rejoined. Okay, that's um, what I but he did play in the the two two scene in between. Um, right, uh, but yeah, like Striker leaving Boston though. Um, oh yeah, I imagine he'll be back in Boston next season um, to be let go. He's probably going to spend some time in San Francisco. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, yeah. vacation with Krusty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're not we're not going to address the rumors uh, that he's already attached him and Ants to to the shock. <laughs> no. Not us. No, not no, at all. We wouldn't talk about that. <laughs> the funny, oh. the funny thing is about that is like, it's not a far stretch to say that he could wind up on shock. A because of history, but B because of their performance. Right? Like, mm. it seems yes. like they could use some veteran leadership in the room. And you know, this is this isn't me saying he's going there, or even you know suggesting that rumors are true or anything like that. Just pure speculation that. You know, it would make sense this time around for him to go. Whereas last time, I don't think it did make a ton of sense. It was a bit of a surprise to see him go back to shock. But yeah, they're not where they want to be. That's pretty obvious. Uh, His his name obviously will forever be tied to the shock. There is, however, another player rumored, uh, a Western player that that is extremely surprising to me. But again, we'll just wait and see. Yeah, I mean, I'm. Just throw names out there. Yeah, as just a random name, like a, yeah, odd. But hey, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see, and then uh, uh, we'll roll our eyes when once the news come out. Yeah. Would you Would you believe it if I said San Francisco is currently lower in the standings than the Toronto Defiant? Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Well, I mean, only okay. by map record. <laughs> no, I <laughs> but, I believe that. Is it crazy that that might be the case? Yes, but I think. You know, we look at San Francisco and the pedigree of the organization mm-hmm. and we're struggling to comprehend what was going so wrong. I mean, mm-hmm. all sorts of factors um, can be pointed at, but. 
Well, and also New York. They're also behind New York, which is also incredible. But <laughs> that is surprising. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, well, this isn't a San Francisco shock podcast, but if San Francisco doesn't manage to turn it around the second half of the season, I could see them making a strong case next season. You know, maybe they pull a season one San Francisco where this was the building year and the next year they come out of swinging, but that would be interesting. See history truly repeat itself. Well, I mean, that's kind of like what they tried to do in the previous season to more successfully. And now like this was supposed to be even better and yeah, true. it's not, but we'll see. Well, one thing is true. We're going to learn more about uh, who is coming to these teams by mm-hmm. our, our next episode because the uh, league will be back in action, not this week, but next. So um, as far as the league is concerned, that's it. I understand that the Overwatch World Cup is getting all the space it needs to currently function, but I still feel the league can't have these significant gaps in their season because it feels like the momentum that they had built is gone. But hey, who am I but a lowly wood-tier podcaster? Um, <laughs> Overwatch itself, though, um, since our last episode, has had an in-game patch. Um, this in-game patch uh, made a couple of adjustments. Uh, three. Uh, one, uh, the cowboy. Uh, his magnetic Yeehaw. grenade, uh, which he can lob from one spawn point to another, and uh, will lock on to anyone uh, within like a 10-foot radius. Has seen a slight nerf to that lock-on component um so you know it homes only for three quarters of a second as opposed to one and the seeking radius is from 1.5 to 1.3 meters so what that means is if you happen to be in that like you know let's say three to four foot range of where it happens to be and it sees you it then spends just under a second trying to catch you but because you can lob the damn thing from spawn point to spawn point. <laughs> I I hate it. Whenever you have to explain an ability to me in more than like three words, I think it's just poor design. It's just like bad. <laughs> well, in the, in the other thing that we have not really ever talked about, this hindrance is immediate, which means whatever you might have been doing stops. Popped your alt? No, you didn't. <laughs> it's garbage. Like I today I go to Nano R uh, Junker Queen and over the roof Kobe style hindered Kobe. Like I mean it was a lucky <laughs> nade, but the moment it touches hindered like no it's, effect. Yeah, it's very bad. It's 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 not even fun like to use as as uh, Cass himself. It's feels horrible to be affected by it on the opposing team. I I don't know they they. I understand their philosophy of moving away from like CC and all that, but like just removing it and putting something worse is not, not a solution. Like I uh, flashbang <laughs> was like one of the, I don't know, in my opinion, worst offender, like least egregious offenders of, of CC. Cause there was still some sort of skill involved. I don't know. Just like maybe take away the right click when you do a flashbang. I don't know. But this like current iteration, I, I, I said it already, but yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. I like the the development or developers commentary 
um, is that uh, the following adjustments will enable more counterplay for some heroes with quick reactions to be able to escape before the grenade seeks to them as well. And like, (sighs) yeah, they're just scrambling every time they change it. Like it, it, it shows that they're like, it's a, not a good, I don't know if it's ego or something, just, just, you know, change it. It's, It's not good. Um, so the the slow that May was given was determined to be a little too strong, so that slow has been reduced just a bit. However, the damage that she deals with her primary uh, has gone up. So while it doesn't slow you as much, it hurts you just even more. And then that maximum slow, uh, when that deep chill passive kicks in, is reduced from 765. So you're not moving as slow. But the fact that May just runs around as if she's Sim now feels odd. She's basically Pyro. They need to change that blue screen <laughs> to, like, fire. Um, that's how it feels like. That would be a good Halloween skin or something. Just flip uh-huh. it completely for her and make her shooting fire out of the flamethrower. You know, okay. The devil. This is when they go and they bring in, like, an NBA jam. Um mm you know boom skin or something she's heating up and then yeah gets a kill boom shakalaka uh life we were also got some adjustments so his uh number of projectiles to reach maximum spread has gone from zero to 20 um so instead of being a sniper from across the map there is now a spread so he deals more damage up close than afar i don't mind that um but the uh the benefit is he also has a whole lot more ammo. So if you're up close, he just runs around and do you play him often? I mean, no, I hate him. Yeah, I, I don't. You just I don't, don't see him, him ever. No, I see him like in my games. I just never try and play him. Maybe, maybe I will try and give him a I, shot again. I like so like there's 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 really two types of life weaver players out there. Those that are really good and those are really bad there's really no in between <laughs> and how you can determine the really good ones is that, that grab the ones who grab yeah. you in the right moment <laughs> and like they're awesome it's like they figured out the game and they're they're seeing everything in like 5d the bad ones they're like oh my god diva popped her all hey uh who are you anna yeah, Body come heal me. me. Boom, <laughs> grab you into a force C nine or something like that. Yeah, well, yeah. and that's that has happened, right? Like, oh, come here. Um, and I've seen where they don't think bigger. It's like in the moment what they need, as opposed to yeah. the support concept. It's a little hard because in low elo, you can get away with like spamming your uh, abilities on cooldown, right? It's fine, mm-hmm. but and and they usually don't do damage to your team or your your shots of success this one can though so that's kind of like why it's a little it requires a little bit more adjustment and thinking which maybe not all players have <laughs> uh and then uh, we've got a dev update which seems to be happening every week right now every week two weeks depending on I guess the cadence. Uh, so in the latest uh, dev week, they spoke about flashpoint. Um, so if you happen to watch the, uh, the sort of developer stream, mm-hmm. uh, there were some concerns over spawn points and, uh, they have provided a very professional, uh, map that appears to have been uh, created in MS paint. <laughs> Good. Um, which sort of outlines, um, how things will sort of be structured loosely because they do concede it won't be exactly like this. 
could you imagine if this was actually the map, like the quality where it was done in MS Paint? I'd actually be down with that. <laughs> That's pretty, pretty nice. It reminds me of that underwater map that they made. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, as long as it's fun, like I'm, so, um, I'm hyped because like we've we haven't had uh, a new game mode since push. So I would prefer. I think I'm going to prefer Flashpoint over push. Maybe I think I, most it, people will. <laughs> I think it's going to be a bit rough in the first couple of weeks for sure. Oh, thing. Of but you know, click head win. That's the idea. Yeah. Um, they talked about balance. And to how they're really liking where, you know, heroes are and where they're seeing sort of these adjustments happen. Um, apparently there is going to be another mid season, uh, patch hero balance. So Torb and Sim are being shifted from being turret people to the rest of their kit. I don't know that the Torb turret is all that much of a problem. Isn't that I the mean, point of the character? Like, yeah. Well, but this is the thing is if you're shifting Torb away from his turret, because if you think balance, well, you're taking away more of the turret so that it just makes noise. You're giving Torb the ability to go and do crazy stuff. And like having seen some really like oppressive Torbjorn players out there who they're like, look at me, I've got a hammer. I'm Reinhardt. Good, good to them. But I could imagine them being even, you know, tougher to deal with uh, in the, in the right comp uh sim honest to goodness if you're going to take something away from her turrets what do you like she right now when sim gets near you she lightsabers oh yeah tanks down mm-hmm. to nothing her, yeah and her hit points um are so annoying as well the hitbox mm-hmm. watch them like okay to to ro- uh, compensate for the reduced damage that the turrets are doing. We're going to give mm-hmm. Sim the original lock-on laser. <laughs> Did they say that? Or no? But imagine, yeah. like, there are people out there that have never experienced what that was like. That's funny. I yeah. forgot about that. Um, apparently, Ryan and Arissa are getting frontline capability. I presume more armor. As opposed to now, like well, they like, used to be backline tanks. You didn't, you didn't know that. They hang well, out behind Arisa, your support. Arisa, Arisa kind of was, yeah. but if you had a backline Rhine, um, they're doing something wrong. Report them for throwing. Yeah. Yeah. On on that Torb uh, adjustment, I just want him to uh, allow Torb to place his turret on Winston's back, and then Winston can just <laughs> jump around. <laughs> That'll that be, be awesome. That would be awesome. <laughs> Not just Winston's back. Any tank you can, you can mount yeah. the turret to. Just imagine Winston jumping with a turret on his back. Slap it on the horse. Oh wow. You're making a chicken out of the feather. Put it put it on Ryan's back and let him charge. Well in. that's what I was thinking. Like you have, Ryan could have like a little torb turret mounted on mm. his shoulder as he's holding his shield. You know? Ramacha can't move him. when he's in his regular form, but he can change to his whatever it is, his beefy form, and suddenly he can walk around with it. Beefy form. What's it called? Maybe, Nemesis form. Maybe I think so. Maybe I like beefy. you know how we saw that vision of like the uh, combined shields where Brig and yes. Reinhardt could yeah you know, combine shields. Here's a, have if you have Torb and Ramatra, Ramatra's you know Nemesis form is actually a giant Torb turret. <laughs> turret level three. Time to bring it back. Boom, boom. There you go. I like that. <laughs> that was that was scary. Well, yeah, I mean, I turret level three though was the was the ultimate turret. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not they the also had like the, 
They also had the two dual t- turrets at some point, I remember. Well, yeah, you had to, so you, you got enough scrap to build your first turret. Oh, then you man. ran around and got more scrap to then upgrade your wow. turret. Cause, you know, it's kind of like, you know, TF2. It was in TF2. That yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I remember like you, <clears throat> on like all the control maps where you'd set up at a choke point mm-hmm. and as Torb, you're like, let them through. Full sky. I, I can't get my turret upgraded. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then you'd, you'd run out this little Torb scouring the battlefield for his silly armor packs. Yeah, and yeah, throwing armor scraps. packs. Yeah, and throwing armor I got really good armor, at tossing armor, armor. those and like across the map was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, there's going to be some other hero adjustments too. But uh, the last thing I mentioned in the dev update is the cinematics. So we are going to get some uh, cinematics uh, over the course of the next few weeks. Uh, short ones. Uh, they are then going to lead up. Uh, to something uh, even sort of more than that. And the way they're talking about cinematics and what have you has me leading my mind towards what we saw at the last BlizzCon in 2019, that, you know, really compelling cinematic. I think mm-hmm. they're actually trying to build into something like multi-part to feed into a much yeah, bigger with a lot of character experience. Yeah. Shown. Also, yeah, it, it, excited for lore. And they also announced that uh, Overwatch Genesis, I want to say, the, the three-part animated series. <laughs> that looks fun. Uh, I was kind of disappointed to hear that they were only like five minutes long, but hey. Yeah. It Animation is it expensive. Is. Game looks development good, easy. Hey, didn't... Just didn't use Gary's Blizzard mod. Ha- yeah. yeah. <laughs> didn't Blizzard have a production team like that's solely for cinematics i want to say that there they was. did this for the warcraft movie but did they wind that down maybe for the warcraft movie yeah so because it was a lot of that was done in-house was it really for the i thought it was yeah. like legendary or something did that well no like it's not just not blizzard but a lot of what they did was done in-house like they were I, blizzard was looking I, at the long term we we're going to have right. this huge cinematic I, universe I definitely remember when I was following the development of StarCraft II that they referred to it as like a separate team mm-hmm. that would come in and they helped them on the story, you know, mm-hmm. uh, cinematics in between the missions. So it was definitely a thing. I don't know what, what goes now uh, with it. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised it's no longer like as big as it used to be. How come Overwatch isn't called Overcraft? Um, who uh, knows? Yeah. <laughs> It's not an RTS, maybe. <laughs> I well, guess you're right. Like, so Project Titan falls apart, shatters. They pick up a bunch of pieces. Mm-hmm. Overwatch is the overarching, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. base that Titan was built around. Here's, here's what it is without being an MMO. Here's the, the, the game. Everyone's going to enjoy this. Holy hell, they really enjoy this. Let's continue <laughs> to support it like a live service without having to pay for it anymore. Except we're not actually going <laughs> to. Yeah. Anyhow. Uh, and then the last thing they talked about was the new hero. Apparently, uh, they were impressed that people on the internet uh, do things like increase the uh, brightness on their screen Enhance. and other such Enhance. things. Enhance. Zoom. Zoom. Um. The concept that apparently had been created um, did have many details correct, though not all of them, and it is not right, but very impressive is what they've said. Um, They shared a picture talking about a solar threading ritual, uh, and the um, 
apparently this is something to do with the hero's backstory. So I'm going to, I'm going to theory craft here. We don't, we don't rumor monger, but Hey, it's the game. Not us. So what would solar benefit? Like what type of support benefit would, would the blind your opponents? That might be an alt. <laughs> might be. But I, I was, I was sort of thinking like, what do we have support wise? Um, most of the support characters have some form of heal in their kit into varying degrees. Mm-hmm, sure. Now the secondaries is where things start to go a little bit askew. So like Anna can sleep that one person every mm-hmm. so often. Um, Lucio can speed, speed someone up, yeah. right? The newest support with life weaver can, um, really piss people off by grabbing them and pushing them to the sky. <laughs> so I, I was trying to think like, what would this, like, what would solar power provide and i was actually thinking it would be an enhance either enhancement to the speed or to like the rate of attack mm. like something to do with energy like kiriko alt basically kind, kind of like her alt but something that's more on cooldown mm. maybe reduces cooldowns or something in a radius or something like that yeah like because like to me like what would you use the sun for i mean no, i'm that, completely spitballing here but just just kind of thinking about how the game works that could make sense encourages some form of team play um you know helps out your other support yeah. who's in theory close by kind of thing um also something something in line with sort of that tempo that they've talked about with a few characters and uh you know sort of sort of touches on lucio but in a little bit of a different way Mm -hmm. um because lucio is the only one that i think has that kind of that really unique ability to affect something entirely outside of you know heals for a group around him with the exception of kariko's ult right so Mm -hmm. that's kind of that's kind of interesting queen as well there's a little oh yeah and junker queen has a little bit about that too and then i mean uh ramatra's ult kind of does the opposite right affects the other team in that sort of radius again. So that's definitely something we've been seeing lately with these new characters. So interesting. Anyhow, I mean, just like make your uh, plants thrive, you know, mm-hmm. some photosynthesis. It's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyone who has the game on potato settings, they'll not actually see the benefit of exactly. this. Exactly. Uh, and, and the enemies, their GPU will overheat and, you know, blue screen of death, the computer. So yeah, I was, yeah. for the potato settings people, I was going to say it actually causes their graphics to get better for a short period of time. <laughs> Helps them grow, blossom. Well, there, there's bushes in there? Yeah. Holy. Oh man, I, w- I was talking to a friend of mine about this. He's like, I don't understand. Like in Fortnite, I can like camp in bushes and no one can see me. But for some reason, like people must be using wall hacks <laughs> in that in Overwatch. And I'm like, no, you see, they don't have their settings up high and therefore the bush simply doesn't exist. So they simply see you pop in a squat in the corner on yeah, Hollywood. If you can walk through it, it does not exist. That's you can <laughs> be sure of that. Oh, anyhow. It just totally blew his mind that that was actually a thing. Why would anyone want to play this game on potato settings? You know, it should be like ultra HD. Hey, potatoes are great. True. Uh, Chop them anyhow, up, put, um, them, put them in a stew or something like that. Put them like in a stew, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, so that's that's that. That's everything that's going on in the game. And to be honest, I'm surprised we made this show like, you know, close to 40 minutes. So Didn't, wasn't Wasn't there one more thing they talked about? I don't know. Was there? They there was a hero, cinematics, some, balance, flashpoint. Something about single player. 
actually don't know if it was in the director's take or not, but well, they talked a little bit about it in the, I think the one previous about the cinematics within the PVE. No, mm-hmm. no, they they talked about the fact that there's no more PVE content coming oh, after ah uh, after uh, what's what's this one called invasion? Whatever it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I think that was either in the video itself or ah, gotcha. On Twitter afterwards. Speaking of Twitter, it's bird sight might be working, might not be. Who knows? <laughs> we'll catch y'all on like Mastodon or Threads or Blue Sky or Lemmy. As Reddit apparently is also uh, <laughs> trying to kill us off. Off. Um, <laughs> final words of wisdom, boys. Yeah, yeah. I just want to talk a little bit about happy, you know, talk to our American listeners. Happy Independence Days, you know, for for our U.S. friends. I have some colleagues who are in the U.S., and I just found out today that while some people get a day off on, you know, the 4th of July, fire doesn't because fire works. Mm. (laughs) Fire works. That's good. Oh, man. He's just worried because he thinks you're coming for his crown there. No, man, I, I, I could never. Hey, we were talking about potatoes. What's their favorite movie? Silence of the Yams. <laughs> Silence of the Yams. Nice. I That's like pretty it. good. I like it. Are they usually talkative or like nights not silent? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> That was that was we'll a good another, lead into another joke. Think, you should have something think, ready. Yeah, let's think up another potato themed movie. Uh, a little. I mean, if if I had you know, Lord of the Chips. I don't Lord know. of the Chips. No, it doesn't really work. Yeah. See. Hmm. Yeah. See, this is the thing: is now we're we're stuck here thinking, which is phenomenal podcast material. Silence. Back to the well, fryer. We said we wanted to get back to the fryer. <laughs> Come on. That was, that was pretty uh, decent. Why did the potato cross the road? You saw because, a fork ahead. Uh, okay. I thought, okay. No, I there's no the, there's no chickens. There's no oh, NBA yeah, officials. It, it goes well with potatoes, though. Oh, <laughs> man. Uh, okay, here. What's a potato's favorite TV show? Starch Trek. Oh, Starch Trek. I was going to go for some Law and Order. I was trying to think of some Law and Order Spud VU. I don't know. X Fries, also mm. a good one. X Fries. Yeah. Mm, good one. That is good. Yeah. Jordan, any final words of wisdom? Um, I was just going to say that you gave me a great idea for a new podcast because at the beginning of the show, when you said that I was the uh, host of the One Man Watchpoint, it kind of came out a little mumbled and it sounded a little bit like you said One Moon Watchpoint. Hmm. And I thought that was a, it's a good name for a space podcast or something. So, yep. One moon watch point. One moon watch point. Yep. Well, launching soon, I guess. Sounds good. I'll be your first subscriber. I see what you did there. Yep. So yeah, here we are. End of a show. If you made it this far, thanks. If you tuned in this week, thanks. Uh, hopefully you tune in again next week and I'll thank you in advance if you do. Uh, if you go to our website, readysetpwn.com, you'll notice it's broken. That's because I couldn't be in charge of anything, but the widget works on our entire back catalog and be listened to there. Uh, shout out to all those that listened to our interview with Adam and uh, we're talking highly about it. I saw that conversation uh, organically uh, take place through a few people on uh, Arcal. So that's pretty cool. And thanks for uh, posting it there on the 
Uh, one of the greatest things that you can do for any of us on this show is to like and subscribe, but better yet, promote what we say where it seems suitable, when it seems suitable. So whether it be on Reddit, bird site, Discord. In fact, if we were to go and say something like, hey, they were saying this, I think this correlates really well to this conversation, or there's a counterpoint, you don't have to agree with everything we say. In fact, if you do, I would have some serious questions. Unless it's our power rankings, because it's the only power rankings that are powered by science. Yeah. Uh, but uh, if you want to promote the show, please do so. We're on the bird site at Red Sit Pwn. Uh, we are on Instagram. Apparently, it's broken because I get these spam emails saying my partner wants to fix it for you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, join our Discord, discord.io slash ready set home. So on behalf of Omni at Omni Strife, Jordan at Sir Dr. JM and the host of the One Man Watchpoint podcast, I'm Chris at Life Horse signing off with catchphrase.